no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Berry Centuries. On today's show, we discuss our most important bears and much, much more. What's happening, Prez? And I'm good, man. Dude out here in um, Vegas gearing up for a WNBA All-Star weekend this weekend, man. It's hot as fuck out here, bro. I just I can't, <laughs> even, can't even hold you, man. Just, this temperature is insane out here in this desert. And I know people are like, you from Chicago, Prez? You shouldn't be complaining about no weather. Well, shit, fuck that. You ever walk around out here in this desert? <laughs> Especially in July, dub is different. I agree with you, man. That sun hit differently, bro. When you're out there, man, it just started beaming. And I've already like chugged down so many bottles of water, but man, you know all this. They probably like, man, we don't care about your problems. They probably sitting here somewhere like I ain't in Vegas right now. Well, it's work. <laughs> it still work. I don't think people realize that it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun weekend though. But it's gonna be a lot of fucking work. I remember last year when the um. WNBA All-Star Game was here in Chicago. I'll be reporting back to you, Dub, and if that shit's raggedy like it was in Chicago, oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to have something to say to the commissioner. I, I promise you, man, that shit was so raggedy in our city, it better not be like this in Vegas. Man, it was tough, man, here in Chicago. But I do hope, I hope for the best, man. I hope they got together and realized where it went wrong so they can fix it. In 2024, your ass better be out here with me, so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> figure that shit out next year, though. Yeah, man, we'll definitely figure it out, bro. But, man, hey, let's get into the show, man, because we got a lot to unpack. Because A-Dub told you guys on the open, we're going to break down our most important bears for this season. And audience, we ain't going to talk about Justin Fields. We ain't going to talk about DJ Moore because that's low-hanging fruit. We're going to hit you guys with some other guys on this team that we feel like, hey, if these guys get it done this season, it's going to be a good season for our bears. Dub, before we get there, man, my heart, man, and, and Emotions and I got a little, little teary eyed, man, when I saw that brother Steve McMichael, man, that's a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. It, it, it sucks that it took him to be in his condition right now and not doing so well health wise. But yeah. man, it's a, it's a well deserved honor, man. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because when I saw that, man, a, a little baby, little tear, man, tr uh, trickled down Prez's eye, man. I, I, I loved it, man. I really did. And uh, to your point about his health, that, hurt, that hurts. It sucks. But at the end of the day, this guy was phenomenal for Chicago Bears. Put it out on the line every single day, Perez. He understand the culture. I just go back and think about this one quote he made, Perez, that just resonates when you talk about Bears culture. He made this quote back in 2019, Perez. He said, for 13 years, I have the Bears beat the Packers every year. I whooped their ass, right? <laughs> so, the, so the last year, I went up there on my last leg, and I wasn't any good anymore. So I stole that money and whipped their ass again. <laughs> I love that. If that's not Bears culture, I don't know what is, Perez. I don't know. My man knew he was on one leg, though. He went up there and took their money and said, you know what, I'm going to hit up y'all salary cap while I'm at it, too. 
<laughs> that is him, man. He is a true bear diehard, man. And um, you love that about him. And this is what we talk about. We talk about the culture that Lovey Smith understood when it came out to beating the Packers. It's like, look, people understand what Chicago Bears is all about. And McMichael was one of those guys for us. And he was a character too, funny guy as well. He was just loving with that charismatic self. And to your point, obviously, most of the people know that he's been battling ALS for the last couple of years, man, it's reduced him to a shell of himself. But I like to remember him for the gregarious aspect of Mongo, right? The the type of Mongo that A-Dub just talked about a second ago, right? <laughs> the shot that he took against the Packers, even though he played for them, he still kind of took a <laughs> shot of him. Love that type of stuff. But, man, the guy laid it on the line. When you think about the 85 Bears team, A-Dub, and that defense, they had many guys that were like the household names. But there were certain guys on that team that were synonymous for why that defense was so good. Steve McMichael was one of those guys. That dude, man, as a defensive tackle, Doug, was an elite pass rusher. Put pressure on the quarterback, man. Allow Richard Dent, allow Dan Hampton to make plays out there. I mean, yep. dude, you, you can't say enough, man, for the impact that he made on that defense, bro. And just such an underrated player, man. That's why I'm so happy that he's getting his due right now. And I hope that he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame while he's alive, while he'll be here to see it, man. Because I saw when the announcement was made that he was a semifinalist, and I saw him with his sister, and you saw he cracked a smile, man. And that's the moment right there, man, where I almost lost it, man. I got a little emotional, and I'm like, damn, man. But you know what? It's okay for you to cry every once in a while because that's a touching yep. moment, and I hope that he gets in there. Yes, sir, man. And I'm rooting for him, Press. I hope to get it, gets in. And to your point, man, why he's alive, bro. Because that matters a lot. And to let him see it, be here physically, to take in all the accolades and to take in all the respect from the fans and the people who respect his work, his craft, that'll be dope. So I am rooting hard for this man to get in, Perez. In addition to Steve McMichael, we see that Virginia McCaskey is also a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. And we know, hey, Papa Bear, you know what I mean? That's his daughter. And Virginia. Principal owner of the Bears has been since 1983. She's been she's been overseeing our beloved franchise for almost four decades. She Ooh. celebrated her 100th birthday in January. Doug. Man, for that type of duration, put her in the Hall of Fame, bro. She's been holding it down for a long time here in Chicago, and I am rooting for her to get in as well. And we appreciate her for supporting this team for such a long time, Prez, and still doing it now, man. So I got a lot of respect for her. And I'll tell you one thing, man, I, I met Virginia, this was maybe about six years ago, and I was like, man, dude, I did not realize that she was the age that she was because she was still sharp, she was yep. winning, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I, I'm not even that sharp, and, and I'm the age I am right now. <laughs> so, man, major props to her, man, because we know how time does, man, and your body kind of, you know, it doesn't do your favors at times, a -Dub. I feel like, man, with her, Man, she still got it, man. And and she has that passion for what people tell us, right? Because some people will say yeah. she gets pissed off with the losses. And I'm like, shit, well, trust me, I get pissed off with them. So I can only imagine how she feels. <laughs> and we know how my man prayers get when he get pissed off. <laughs> imagine her, bro, how bad, how bad she can get, man, about the losses. So she gets it. She understands the culture, bro. And the thing is, the fact that she's been putting up with this team for this long, bro, says a lot about her. I hope the NFL A-Dub does the, the right thing. We need to get both of these individuals into the Hall of Fame, especially Mongo. 
Absolutely. I want the NFL to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Not because of his condition, but do the right thing. Look at this guy's numbers on paper. There's a lot of people that are in the Hall of Fame for doing less. This yep. guy was a winner. He got it done. 92 and a half sacks in his career. 12 force fumbles. Get him in there, man. Man, he was one of the best at his position, bro. One of the best doing his thing. 838 tackles says a lot, man. Got a nice resume, Perez. Nice resume. It's Hall of Fame worthy for sure. And not only that, but he won the championship, right? A lot yep. of times people want to tell you that, hey, well, what'd you win? Well, he won. <laughs> that's important right there. He won it all, man. So that's it just speaks for itself as well. Put the man in. Let's go, Mongo. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And, man, I want to give a shout-out to his sister, man. Every time I see a post go up on Twitter, man, I see her. She's always been pushing this get Mongo into the Hall of Fame, get Mongo into the Hall of Fame. And you know what? When that moment happens, a big reason why is probably going to be for her for not letting the NFL forget about Steve McMartin. So salute to her. Absolutely, man. That's just good family work right there, supporting a relative, doing all the right things for him. Man, you got to appreciate a sister like that, man. Anyone would love to have a sister like her. So appreciate all the work she's been doing on that campaign of trying to get him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, facts there, man, because I got a brother and he ain't shit, man. So like, <laughs> so when I see all that, I'm like, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm like, man, how come I didn't luck out with that? I'm like, I'm fucked if, if something ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dub got your back, man. I'm putting in work with my boy, Prince. I appreciate you. See, now at least I got somebody that I can depend on. I appreciate that now. Yes, sir. My, my brother out here listening, I meant what I said. I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> You know he's going to say something, bro. He's coming back at you. He's going to clap back. So, Doug, I got to get your thoughts on the fact that Ryan Poles decided not to draft the receiver there in the supplemental draft. There were a couple guys that were available there, some pretty decent prospects. In my mm -hmm. opinion, I think it was a wise decision for Ryan Poles to decide not to draft one of those guys, not to use a 2024 draft pick. But I'm wondering, does that say what he thinks about Tyler Scott? what he says about some of that depth that they have in the wide receiver. What are your thoughts there? We are loaded, in my opinion, when we look at our wide receiver. You know, we got a lot of guys on this team in that group. And how much room do you have for someone else at the wide receiver spot? You really don't have enough there. So I think at this point, I thought Ryan Poles did the right thing by saying, you know what, we're going to go ahead and move on from that. Let's see what this core can possibly do right now. We think we got enough to help out Justin Fields. So I do respect that type of mentality that Ryan Poles have? Because you never know, next year you're probably going to need something totally different. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, why, you know, why settle at, at, at that point, right? I know that those yep. guys might, you know, be talented prospects, but at the end of the day, man, I think it says a lot about the faith that they have in the guys in that room. And it pretty much said, hey, these guys, we feel they are ready now. Even Claypool, right? We feel like he's right. I know he's been going through a lot. They've been hit up a little bit by the fan base and the critics, but we feel like with that room, that group we have, we got enough to do some damage, bro. And I think, too, I think the same thing. And I think if these guys can play up to their potential, we don't need to worry about those rookies there trying to battle for a spot who, who might possibly make, you know, the, um, you know, may not make the roster at all. So why even go that route? What that supplemental draft does, it allows players to enter, enter the NFL who might have had a change in their eligibility. We know how the NCAA is. They, mm -hmm. they fuck these student-athletes over left and right. Right. So what this does, it just allows players to have an entry point into the league. So 
No one's been drafted, I think, through the supplemental draft for a couple seasons now. And again, we obviously know that no one got drafted this year. But it's just another way to help these guys enter the league. So I love the fact that they do it. But this mm-hmm. says a lot that Ryan Poles decided, you know what, we're going to stick with the guys that we have here. Because to your point, A-Dub, I know Claypool's getting, you know, ridiculed by the fan base. They'll get over it. They're going to forget all the, the bullshit that they were talking about him. If he gets to the end zone a lot this season, ain't nobody going to be worried about what the fuck kind of shirt he was wearing in Paris. Ain't nobody <laughs> going to worry about that shit at all. In fact, we're going to probably see a bunch of fans wearing that same shirt if he fucking kills it this season. So, trust me, even though some of them folks, we ain't going to want to see them in that shit. you like, uh-uh, sir. No, no, you stretching that shirt all out of shape. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Right, right. But you know what, Perez? Like you said, all you got to do is compete, go out there, play hard, execute. He's all good, man. He'll be back in everyone's good gracious if he does that. All right, well, August, we, we ain't going to bury the lead, man. We we know training camp's on the, on the horizon. Rookies report July 22nd. But until then, you're going to hear us giving our thoughts on various things leading up to training camp. So today's episode, most important players, A-Dub, go ahead and kick off the discussion, my friend. I'm going to start it off with our kicker. Cairo Santos. Mm. I'm going to start there, bro, because you know how important a kicker is in the NFL. Now, you and I had a lot of good things to say about Santos the last few years, Perez. He's done well, bro, no doubt. But you got to keep that up. Let's see you jinx them. Yeah, (laughs) jinx them, right. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, bro, I'm not trying to jinx the man going forward now, but because we know we're going to need him. I think this is going to be a little bit more competitive than we had last year. So with that, Man, these points that we're talking about getting breads, it's going to matter. It may come down to Cairo Santos, a field goal away with getting us over the hump, man. That could be it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to have to pretty much bring his A game and play extremely well for the Chicago Bears because can't have these, um, you know, missed field goals that can come back and bite us in the butt. You know, those are some things that are different between winning the football game and losing the football game. All right, so, so I will say this. When it comes to Cairo Santos, I agree, right? The, the, the field goal game is going to be very important for this offense, right? Because, hey, there's going to be some times that the offense may stall out in the red zone. We, that was a major point of contention that we've talked about with this offense in the past. And so that's where it's going to be important for Cairo to make sure that we're capitalizing on those points uh, when we have opportunities to get them. I, I think Cairo Santos spoiled our fan base because after the bullshit that we dealt with with kickers in the past, I'm not going to right. talk about any specific person because <laughs> fuck that person. But... <laughs> But my point is, Adel, we got spoiled because we had a guy at Cairo that was consistent, bro. He got the job done. Yep. He, you know what I'm saying? Last season, you know, he might have missed a couple. And then everybody act like they forgot what the hell we dealt with in the kicker position in the past. I'm like, get a guy a break. He'll be all right. So, but I will say this, Adel, I'm not going to give you pushback on that because I do think that he's important. I think this shit, man, we got to make sure that we're putting him in position to succeed. And that's important right there, Perez. You talk about putting him in position to succeed. That means we can't be out there having this guy kicking 50-yard field goals or further back. We got to be careful. to the wind and shit. You know, get a guy a break. Give him a chance. (laughs) Exactly, Perez. So we got to set the guy up for success to continue uh, doing great things for us. I don't want to throw off his rhythm because, you know, those type of things can't throw his rhythm off. Any kicker rhythm off, right? Putting them in very bad situations. All right, man. I'm going to ask... Eddie Bojack Jackson to step to the to the front of the congregation here. <laughs> okay. Now we know that Eddie stepped it up last season, man. Had a really good, you know what I'm saying, season before he ended up getting hurt. The reason why Eddie Jackson is gonna be one of my more important players leading up to this season, 
dub is the fact that the Bears, if you look at this team on paper, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. Yeah. And when you look at a guy like Bojack, and it's crazy, like now the Bojack is considered a veteran in the NFL, man. That's crazy. I remember, man, when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. But he's a veteran member of this defense. And you know, you know what I mean, when he came in the league, known for playmaking and so forth. But now when you look at Bojack, I feel like now he's kind of turned into that elder statesman, right? Still has right. that playmaking ability. But I think that leadership that he brings to the table is going to be very key. And Bojack, to his credit, man, he's kind of always been a leader on that defense, even when he was a younger guy coming into the league. And like I said, he bounced back really nicely last season. I think that his skills fit very well in Allen Williams' system here in his scheme. So this season, though, the secondary, Jalen Johnson, Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson. Right. You look at all these guys, man. These guys all are probably under, what, the age of 25. A guy like Bojack, man, is going to be important to make sure that he's going to be that leader, man. When, they, when those young guys make a mistake or when them young guys need a little direction, he's there, man, you know what I'm saying, to let them know, no, 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 you, you need to be here. You know what I mean? Be that, not only just be that leader for them, but also, man, go back to being that Bojack that we remember. Because those guys going to feed off that shit. Because I'll tell you one thing. Jaquan Brisk is a fucking animal. And playing next to a Bojack, man, I want to see them turn Jaquan Brisk loose this season. But in order to be able to do that, Bojack's going to have to be that guy that's holding down that center field position in that defense. That's a good one there, bro. Because you're right. Bojack's definitely going to have to be that leader, Prez. I like what he did last season for us. No doubt. You hit it on the head, man. He was back to somewhat his old self, right? What we loved about him. But the thing is, you got to follow it up, right? You can't have a let off season. You got to continue at that rate. And then we have another guy that's coming up with them, Jaquan Brisker. You have to still do your part, Eddie Jackson. Be that guy. Continue to help these guys get better. Definitely do the leadership thing in practice, helping these kids continue to get better as players. I think all that matters, man. So he has a big role, Perez, on the defensive side of it. And I want him to keep on doing, keep doing what he's doing. That's been helping. And if you continue doing that press and thrive, like you said, in this system here, that's going to bode well. This is year seven for him in the league. And you don't get a lot of years in this NFL, man. You don't get a lot of years to waste. And I right. think man, with Eddie Jackson, he's got a really good opportunity to embrace. I mean, he's almost going to be 30 years old in this league. And like I said, I still can't believe that Eddie Jackson is, is, is that old now as an NFL player. Because that means that I'm getting older. And I don't receive <laughs> that. I don't receive it. I hear you on that, man, because, like, they've been around seven years. He's been around seven years. You're right. It's like, whoa, these years go by pretty fast, man. And uh, the fact he's been around there and now have that elder statement status, it's like, wow, we're here now. So I just want to see him do well with that role and that responsibility. And I was proud of him last season because, you know, going into the season, going into a new regime, no one really knew what to expect from Eddie Jackson. Well, right. you see Eberflus made him a, a captain after those trades of Roquan and after the trade of the boy Robert Quinn. So my thing is, Eddie Jackson really showed this coaching staff how bought in he was. From day one, he came in here, and I think they might have had some preconceived notions against him, e against him, even if they said they came in with a clean slate. You know they probably were thinking something different about him, and he, had, he came in here and proved them wrong, I would say, in my opinion, because the fan base, we were all down on him, to be honest the type of money he's making, but people look at that, right? Like, hey, oh, 100%. Even, you know, they look at the money you're making. You got to be able to show your value of why you're getting paid the amount you're getting paid. And unfortunately, he wasn't always doing that. So last season, of course, he had a change of heart. 
Like you said, he bought into what we're doing here. Got us, got him a clean slate from the outside looking in. He was able to execute and he played his butt off, man. So he's gonna have to continue doing that and show his value to this team. And one of the ways you've been on that you talked about, Perez, is around that leadership piece of it, man. If he continue doing that and balling out, we can say, hey, you know what? The last couple of seasons, this man has done his job. And overcoming adversity, right? I mean, he's had yep. adversity in his in his private life. He had adversity on the football field. So just being able to show that type of examples to the younger guys on the team. Like, this is a guy that Jalen Johnson, right? I mean, we we talk about Jalen Johnson, how he's emerging, right? How potentially Jalen Johnson is going to be probably a cornerstone DB in this league. Or you mm -hmm. can look at a guy like Eddie Jackson, man, and see like, hey, Eddie got paid. Right. <laughs> Eddie Jackson did, right? Those are the examples. That work that I think that Matt Eberflus preaches and talks about, well, those are the things that, like, to your point, Doug, Eddie Jackson bought in. And I'm hoping the attention to detail, the work ethic, I hope those are the things that Jalen Johnson can soak up. Because, you know, there was, there's been some whispers about some things when it comes to Jalen. You know, it's nothing, you know, audience you guys are surprised to hear about. And I'm hoping that in the contract year that we're not hearing those type of things about Jalen. And like you said, man, Eddie Jackson is a good example to learn from. Take that on. And, hey, use that to your advantage. You're in there. And the thing is, one thing I like about veteran players sometimes, Perez, is when they don't get disgruntled and this hurt the team. Eddie Jackson is one of those guys who haven't shown him that he was upset with things. He's just going out there, going to buy his business and showing these young guys the route to take in that secondary. And I like that. So if he's going to continue doing that, Perez, this guy always can be the living for even an Eddie Jackson. And you never know what may happen with his next contract, bro. But the thing is to go out there and do your job. But he ain't going to get another contract like he got that first one. <laughs> not at all man not at all <laughs> my next guy man i went with um tyreek stevenson and the reason why i went with the rookie man because we know Jalen johnson is that guy is that dude he's gonna have to step his game up because we're trying to make sure our secondary of course play a big part in our on our defense and we want to make sure that we do have some people who can defend the secondary right who can cover so if he can show that ability to do that at a high level press, that'll be good to have. Jalen Johnson doing very well. You got him doing very well. That'll be great, man. We're talking about locking people up. I mean, if he can do that press, whoo, that secondary could get even better, bro. And that kind of like goes hand in hand with my Eddie Jackson standpoint, because with Eddie Jackson being there as that leader to a guy like a Tyreek Stevenson, and even also Jalen Johnson, obviously giving the kids some pointers, but having those guys there as a safety blanket, that always helps. Because like yep. I said on the last episode, I don't give a fuck how good a rookie is. You're going to get beat, right? It just happens. That's the NFL, right? right. Somebody's going to have an advantage on you, one play. But teaching him that next play mentality, teaching him the ins and outs of what it means to be a pro, that's what's going to be important. The no yeah. loafing. We know how Iberfus is with that shit. It's true. Getting him to buy into that type of, aspect of playing defense that hits principle all of those things are going to be very important but i'm telling you man from the things that i saw out of tyreek stevenson and the things that we heard when we weren't there at house hall right this kid's the goods man he's the goods and you the one been saying press he could be that other starter bro so if everything goes into that direction and he is that guy and to prove the coach is right for making that decision so we're going to need him to step his game up for sure what what they know, he's a rookie. We've seen yeah. that in the past on this team, man. We've seen that rookies have come in here and gotten shit done, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if he if he did the same thing. 
Now, my next most important bear is Kyler Murray. Woo! So it's interesting that you said Tyreek Stevenson because I want Kyler. People fail to realize. I think it's just because Ryan Poles has done so many moves since he's been here. People forget that Kyler Gordon was his first draft pick. The nickel position is so important in this defense. We saw in the past when the Bears under Nagy, when they had that lucky year, because that's all that shit was. That was a flash in the pants. <laughs> but when our defense was at its best, you had Bryce Callahan at that nickel position shutting shit down. Nobody was getting open. That's what we need to see out of Kyler Gordon in that position. I need to see what we saw in 2019 from Bryce Callahan. 2018 from Bryce Callahan. So, Alan Williams, we know A-Dub. He values that position so much in his game. Eberflutes has gone on A-Dub and said this is the most critical position on their defense behind the three technique. With Kyler Gordon, we talked about it last season. Very up and down season for him. Inconsistent at times. But we saw those flashes of what could be with him. So I think if you move this kid there full-time, which is what it's looking like, he knows what he's going to do. He knows what the position. He knows what's expected of him. He has the all he had the offseason A-Dub to learn that position inside out. Let's go. Because Alan Williams has called this the most difficult position to learn in their defense. So now, you fast forward to the season. Kyle Gordon, most important position in his defense, most difficult position in his defense. Are you up for the challenge? Because this is kind of like considered the quarterback of the defense. He's considered the Justin Fields of this defense. That's why this is so important in my eyes. Ooh, we. That's a big-time pick right there, Perez, because you're right. That is important, man. You in there defending these slot receivers. And these slot receivers are just really good. They fast, too, man. And now some of these receivers, you know, they also play their role as well by going into the slot and see if they can take advantage, right, um, from getting from the outside. But, uh -huh. yeah, it's going to be important for Gordon to show that improvement because, to your point, Perez, we did see an up-and-down season. But I will say late in the season, we start to see Caleb Gordon show some progress of improvement. Now, can he show us that he's taking the next step, right, from where he was last year, late last year? So improvement, man. And to your point, stay in that position instead of being moved around, you know, continue to grow there. That'll be perfect, man, to see him evolve and be able to shut people down at that position. I mean, and let's be honest. We know how NFL offenses are nowadays. They're so versatile. And that's yeah. why most of the time your defense is in a sub-package which is even more critical for a guy like a Kyler Gordon to know that position inside out because you need him to be able to know the calls, be able to communicate, you know what I'm saying, be able to react very fast because in his position, A-Dub, he's not only going to just be guarding or covering the shifty slot guy. And sometimes some of the receivers that he may have to cover may be as big as a tight end, right? So there's just a lot of things at play for Kyler Gordon, and that's why this is going to be so important because my whole thing is this. Gap integrity. I've talked about this in the past on this show. No different than a linebacker. He's got to understand that. He's got a very important challenge ahead of him this season. But I tell you one thing, to your point, we saw enough potential and promise out of him that I know he's got it done. Oh, I'm looking to see this guy make progress. 
and that's going to be important come the year two. He got a chance to see how it was being an NFL player last season, Perez. All he can do is learn and grow from that. If he continue at that rate, bro, like you and I think he will, oh, man, we in for a nice little treat with this young guy. And that's the thing. Even though he's going to be the full-time slot, I'm sure there's going to be a couple times they'll probably bring him outside where he can kind of get a breather. So, Because I know that that's his more natural position. Well, not that it's his more natural position, but I know he misses playing outside corner. Right. You know, but I'm sure he's going to do what's in the best interest of the team, and that's where they need him. But I'm sure he'll get a handful of reps out there. So he'll he'll be okay. Absolutely, man. And I don't think he got to look over his shoulder much at all, Prince, because that's his role. That's his position. Hey, it's yours. We're giving it to you. You got the keys now, man. It's on you. So he should feel pretty good at this point. He's also important because he's also another guy that could get into the ear of a Tyreek Stevenson, right? To Ado's point, he was one of Ado's more important people. Well, Kyler Gordon, you remember some of the challenges you had in his league as a rookie. You can impart right. some of that wisdom upon Tyreek and kind of maybe help his development. He could probably steer clear some of the, the issues that you had. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's so important. So Kyler Gordon, your second year in the league, brother, 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 man, I hope you're ready, man. I hope you're ready. But we we can say he went to school last season, man. He definitely got his education on, but now he got the experience. I can see a better Kyler Gordon coming into the season. My next guy for us, I'm going with Cole Komet. Mm. We talk about the wide receivers in their play, Perez. Cole Kamen is one of those guys we've seen show a lot of good signs last season, bro. We're getting touchdowns. We see him do well with blocking. I mean, I like Kamen. So I think he's going to be an important piece because I know everyone's going to be focusing in, Perez, on our wide receiver core. You know that. Everyone looking at these names, Money Moon, DJ Moore, Claypool. Wait a minute. Are we forgetting about Cole Kamen and what he can bring to the team? Hey, this guy can step his game up. I know he do a good job blocking. He gets in the end zone, makes some big plays for the Bears. That'll be another good option for the Chicago Bears. I think that's going to be critical. So his role, Perez, I know people don't talk about it. He's probably going to, on the Bears business. It's not being talked about as much, but he plays a critical part in what the Bears are trying to accomplish down the road. And not only that, man, he shows he showed us signs that he could be someone that'd be a, a safety blanket for Justin Fields. Yep. Right? It looked like Justin Fields and he developed a nice little chemistry. So to your point, when you talked about how Cole Komet started to emerge during the second half of the season, those were a lot of plays where Justin Fields was making, moving around in the pocket, and Cole Komet was kind of moving with Justin and, and working his way open in the defense. And those are the things that you hope to continue to see in this offense, because you already know with Justin, he's probably not going to take off and run as much as he did last year, but he right. still has that threat. You know what I mean? To when the pass rush kind of the pocket collapses a little bit, he can move around, kind of buy time for himself. And that's when he's dangerous, man, because that allows his receivers, whether it's a Mooney, whether it's a Claypool, DJ Moore, Cole Commit, these guys to break free and make big plays down the field. You see Justin Fields on the move, on the move, they get the moving, right? Someone open, dump it down to Cole Commit, let him work, baby. Because I'm telling you right now, that dude is tough to tackle, and he can make some good things happen, man, when he get out of the field, too. So I just like Cole Komet, man. I just think this guy has a chance to do some good things this coming season. And to your point about Cole Komet, man, boy, he does not go down east. <laughs> It'd be like two people still trying to get him down the whistle blowing. Cole Komet looking at them like, I ain't going down on that ground. Fuck you. Right. I, I love his tenacity, man. That dude, he's tough. He's tough as fuck. He is. You got to tackle him if you want to take him down. You got to do a good job at wrapping him up. Yeah, he ain't no punk, man. He is not a punk. <laughs> yes, Former sir. 
former Notre Dame player for the for the record now. That's how they that's how they get down out there. Go Irish. You hear press, y'all hear press talking about Notre Dame already, man. Season ain't started yet. He already talking about Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, you, you you can't expect anything less out of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you right. <laughs> I love that's, it though. That's how I get down. My next most important player, I'm standing here on the defense, eh, Dub? Demarcus Walker. Mm. Now, hey, Dub, what did we talk to the audience about last week? We talked about our pass rush. Yes. We talked about how Gibson and Dominique Robinson, you know, didn't answer the bill. Right. So the, the Bears, Ryan Poles, made a decision. And they, pretty much from what a lot of people were like, they gambled. They went out there. Three-year, $21 million free agency deal for DeMarcus Walker. Now, when we did our recap episode, A-Dub, we told the audience, and I know at least for me, I said this was probably one of my favorite signings that Ryan Poles made. Right. Because you got a guy like this that I think is ascending, right? I think you got him at a really good price for a guy that I think his production is going to probably just jump off the fucking charts right now. Coming off of a career year, A-Dub, with a seven sacks. The right. 16 quarterback hits. Could you imagine that on this Bears defense? Just if he can't, if he can, which I don't think he's going to stay at that level. But imagine that in the Bears defense, bro. When Jaquan Brisker last year, who's your leader in sacks? Right. 10 tackles for a loss. Like, these are big-time numbers, man, for a defense that did not have much of that. For real, Prez, because... You and I talk a lot about what we didn't have last season, you know, and, and I get it, right? And you know, I was so high on my boy Dominique Robinson. You know I was for his coming yes, to the season. Yeah, you were. And, and it didn't happen, man. So now we got a guy like Walker coming in who's already been battle-tested already. And to your point, still improving, still getting better. Probably ain't seen the best of him yet. If he can come out and give us a lift right there, Perez, oh, man, that'd be dope, man. Because what that does, Perez, is open things up for our secondary to make big plays, become playmaker, be, get interceptions, right? Create those type of turnovers and, and score points quicker, sooner, right? It'll be good to see that happening. So we do need that pressure, man, because we let these squad receivers and quarterbacks, you know, have too much time to execute. And we need someone to come in and stop that. And Walker has a golden opportunity, man, to play a big part in slowing down these quarterbacks and making things a little bit difficult. And, and you know, one of the other things that I really like and seen out of him a couple of times that we've been down at Hallis Hall during the, the mini camps, his energy. I, yeah. I've seen him take on a leadership role with those young guys there on that defense. That's huge, man. So let's just say, audience, I know I'm calling him my most important player. Let's say he doesn't take that next step like I think that he will. Even at his current level, that still is a guy that's a solid rotational piece on that D-line. I'll take it. I'll take it too, Perez. You're right. I mean, he's only 28 years old. So – this guy still have a lot to show, man, a lot to prove. And I think right now, coming to this with the Bears, man, a team that's really on the grind, I think on the rise, he got a chance to really play a big role. And you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed is hearing Eddie Jackson talk about him. He said, hey, he's a guy that's not going to be afraid to call you out. That's what you need, man. I love that type of shit, man. When I played football, A-Dub played basketball. You wanted that guy on the team that wasn't afraid to mix it up with his teammates, holding people accountable. Because I feel like in that Bears locker room, I kind of wonder, like, who's that guy? Who's the leader? Right. Who's the guy that's going to get in somebody's face? Well, we don't have to worry because they're saying Demarcus Walker coming in with a little bit of that swag and a chipping on the shoulder. 
<laughs> That's what we're talking about, man. Coming in and say, hey, guys, we ain't doing what we're supposed to be doing. We ain't executing. We got to do our job, you know, and holding everybody to the standard. That's what we do in that D-line. And with him coming in with that thought process, he realized that, hey, we all got a chance here as players to do something great. So, therefore, holding everyone to the standards, that's what we're talking about right there, man. We need that. And one of the things I observed with him, I was at one of the practices, is just his intensity on the practice field. Now, we know sometimes in the NFL, a lot of these guys, man, you know, the NFL season is long. Guys don't really bring that intensity and that motor when practice. Well, it's early on. Now, I'll see how he's looking when the season is going on. But right now, man, his intensity out there on the practice field is evident. And that's one of those things, again, no loafing. No taking plays on. If that's the DeMarcus Walker that we can see on Sundays, brother, man, I'm so excited, so stoked for what he could do for this defense, bro. Because, again, last season, I didn't really look around and see too many guys taking that leadership route. I think this guy's going to do it, and that's why I have him on my list, A-Dub. That's how you – look, practice, make perfect, right? You come with the right habits and do them in practice, I'm quite sure it's going to carry over the field. Yeah, man, because look, man, we need somebody that's going to set the fucking tone. I'm sorry. We're the Chicago Bears. That Chicago Bears defense last year was not the Chicago Bears standard. We know the standard. So – I need to see us get back to who the fuck we are. And I'm not trying to sound like a beathead. I know the audience is like, man, Brent, it's only <laughs> July, and you're already getting all fucking hyped up over here. I'm just trying to tell y'all that we all love this team. But we know when you think of the Chicago Bears, you think about the monsters, right? Yes. Now, I know we got the sexy offense brewing. I know everybody will be all excited about Justin and that offense. But let's not forget our fucking identity now. That's true. The identity definitely is on that defensive side of the ball, bro. That's who the Bears are. That's been the culture. That's been the DNA. That's what they do. And now we got some players who I think can definitely impact that. This guy, Walker, is somebody who I think can definitely play a pivotal role. Next guy I have for you, Perez, I'm going to go to the offense a little bit, man. The O-line. O-line. I'm going to go with Darnell Wright. Oh, you're going after the rook. I'm going after the rook, bro. Look, we heard the hype. We've been talking about it. We even went down, drafted down to get him. You know what I'm saying? We traded down to get the guy, right? And at this point, we're putting all our marbles on this kid to come in and be a guy that can hold it down, man. And I know your boy Braxton Jones on the other side. He's going to play the right tackle. He's going to have to do a great job at protecting Justin Fields as well. Because we know last season, man, Press was coming from both sides on Justin Fields. We know that, bro. You know, not so much on Braxton Jones' side because he's done a better job than on the right side. But the thing is, we're going to need this kid to come in and hold his own ground because we ain't going to see all those great plays, bro. We're talking about going to DJ Moore, Money Moon, Claypool. We don't get that if our old line can't hold up. What we're going to see if our old line can't hold up is Justin Fields running his ass off. So we're going to need a guy like him to really step his game up, bro. Come in as a rookie, we're going to need to play not like a rookie, but play like a vet. Hey, man, I, I love that you're bringing the heat for Darnell Wright because he has gotten a lot of, uh, and rightfully so, but he's gotten a lot of pub. Yep. Just the fact that, man, hadn't gave up a sack in 19 games, which is still fucking pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. Man, man, imagine, man, imagine that on that line when our <laughs> line was so piss poor. Right, absolutely. He can you bring know, that, bro. You know one thing about Darnell Wright? This is, this is like off subject of football. I was watching him, the Bears rookies, they got invited to a Bulls game this season. And I saw Darnell right out there taking shots off the dribble. And I'm like, 
this dude giving people buckets too. <laughs> yeah, man, I saw that too, friends. I didn't realize he was that active, man, that fast. You know, like you quick do you think, bro? So I like what I saw from him. Getting it shot off like that as a big man, I was like, damn, I see you. He's out there looking like Dub. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get that guy props, man. I'm like, look at him, man. He's no slouch at all, man. And that's one thing you see about these athletes. Like, hey, can they do other things? And then they can actually play a little bit of another sport, right? That says a lot, man, about his athleticism, too, that, hey, this guy can get around, man. He's just going to be one of those players now on that offensive line. You look and say, hey, I see why who he is who he is. And that's why I brought the point up, because I wanted to speak to the athleticism and the fact that, don't just think of this guy as a, as a mauler. Hey, he's right. athletic. He, he can move his feet. <laughs> Which is yep. gonna be even better, man, with a guy like Justin, man, because like shit, he can move a little bit now. So yeah. you got two guys there on the bookends that, hey, they might be lighting their feet a little bit. That's gonna be great for us, man. So I expect a lot out of him, man. You are as well, Prez. And I think if he can definitely fit in very well on this offensive line and show that we have improved here with this play, as well as some others on the line as well, I mean, that's gonna be good, Prez. That's what we're looking for, an improved offensive line for sure. All right, my last one on the defensive side of the ball is T.J. Edwards. Woo. Now, you know Ryan Poles, man. He had money burning his pockets in, in, in the offseason. <laughs> and I was proud of him because he didn't overspend. I thought he did a really good job of staying disciplined, staying true to what he needed to do because we knew there were so many holes on this roster, A-Dub. The roster was a mess. But going out and getting T.J. Edwards first, I thought was a really nice signing. It was, a again, just like the DeMarcus Walker, it was a sign in that you were like, you know what, I can live with this. Now, I know most people didn't say, Prince, he lost his damn mind when he went out and got Tremaine Evans. Well, let's not get too hasty, because I think Tremaine Evans is going to be incredibly important to this team. However, I think T.J. Edwards, in my opinion, a little bit more important when we talk about this Bears defense. Because he's moving into a new role here in Chicago, Doug. Yeah, man, he is moving to a new role, Perez. I'm glad you brought that up. But definitely, if he can thrive in this new role, Perez, that's what we need right there, bro. So we need, need that pressure, apply that. We're going to need everything, man. Everything they can bring to the table, we're going to need. Because the thing is, we see this guy have a lot of success, man, before he got with us. If he can continue on that role, on that ride, I mean, bro, that's what we're talking about. This is what we need, bolstering our defense up. Because last year, you know, we had a lot, of, like you said, we had a lot of holes, man, last season. If he can come in and show us the goods, man, and give it to us, that's what we want, man. And I'm rooting for him. I think he can, though, Perez, with this group. They all complement each other very well. So if he can play his part and play his role, that's what we want right there. Yeah, because to that point, in the Philly defense last year, he was man in the middle. He was calling all the plays. Yep. This Bears defense, that's going to be Tremaine Edmonds is going to be doing that. So now right. you're going to have T.J. Edwards now at the wheel position. Mm -hmm. And he has position playing that because he played that in Philly. But last year, you saw him break out in that role when he was playing them like 159 tackles, mercy. Calling Ooh. the defense, calling the plays, making sure everybody was lined up. So my biggest thing is having a guy with that type of ability, skill set, knowledge, put him at the wheel position. Him and, and Tremaine Edmonds, that's going to be a hell of a duo there in that Bears defense. And like you said, man, he's a smart player at that, Perez. And he's already shown it already, you know, with Philadelphia. They had a good system they was running, Perez. They had a good defense. We know that, right? So he come from a good culture. We talk about defense standpoint. So bringing all that over here and the fact that he could also be somebody that can hold players accountable to, Perez, because, look, he knows. He can probably catch on to the system 
I think fairly well, though. But once he gets it, man, whoo, watch out. So I think this guy has a lot that he can show us, Perez, on this defense. And to the fact that you were talking about calling plays we've done in the past, that same mentality, even though he might not do much of that here, it just shows you what he's able to do. Because apparently he was calling plays because they knew what he's able to do, right? He can control things. He can see things. His vision. He understand football. So we need guys like that who have the smartest, who have the gifts, who have the tools. And he definitely won those. Yeah, and like I said, that Philadelphia defense was no slouch last season. That's the guy that we have coming in here on this Bears team because he was a big part of their success. Yep. You talk to a lot of veteran people on that team. They all talk about how he came into his own. To your point, A-Dub, they talk about how intelligent he was, how cerebral he was. Right. Those things are important, man. He was loved in Philly, and that's not an easy place to play. <laughs> you know them Philadelphia folks, man. Them critics there, friends. They are no joke, man. We know from the history how they used to do Donovan McNabb. I mean, look, man, Philadelphia is no joke. <laughs> Ooh, they used to cook. They used to cook Donovan. Mercy. <laughs> so if you can play in Philadelphia, hey, look, you are good with me, man. It's like saying baseball playing with the New York Yankees, man. You got to prepare for the media and how they would view you if you don't do your job, man. But I just think that he's just scratching the surface of what he could be as an NFL player. And again, this just goes to show you Ryan Pulse's thought process of getting yeah. the guys as they're ascending. When I look at Tremaine Edmonds, A-Dub, I feel like Poles, Eberflus, Alan Williams, they all kind of view him as a Brian Urlacher type. Right. But when I look at a TJ Edwards, to me, he's like a Lance Briggs. And you know what? Lance Dang. Briggs is just as important as a Brian Urlacher, if you ask me. If Edwards can, man, be that guy, all these guys come together, Perez, man, bro, this defense can look totally, totally different than last season, man. And I can see us making some big plays and wrecking havoc, man. So that's what I want to see. Like you said, get back to the Bears culture, man. That's what it's about right there. My last guy I'm going with, Perez, I decided to go back to the offense. I went with my boy, you know, Khalil Herbert. I think his play is going to be critical this season. I understand the running back room is loaded. There's a lot of guys in there who I like. But it all starts with Khalil Herbert because I think he's going to be the guy that's going to get the load. If he's going to get the load, he has to deliver. Montgomery's not here. You don't have to worry about anything. You're the guy we're looking at. We're looking to ride right now. So if we are going to ride you, you got to execute and be that guy. Now, I've seen him do it. Can he continue to do it in press? That's going to be the key right now because now you are getting the keys. You are getting the majority of the carries. You got to show us that, hey, we're not going to overwork Justin Fields. And you got to play your real role to do that because at some point, they're going to realize that that offensive uh, weapons we have at the receiver core, we're going to have to be balanced team. And being a balanced team means that, hey, our running backs got to step up, starting with Khalil Herbert. Well, as you guys heard last week, when I said that, hey, Khalil Herbert was one of those guys that has to prove some things to me, well, A-Dub, I agree with you 100%. I think he is one of the important guys on the on the, on the team because he's got competition. He's got yeah. guys that are breathing down his neck, as I mentioned on the show last week. So, hey, it's his job to lose. It's his carries to lose. It's almost like one of those situations like Khalil, what you got? Right. You know what I mean? He's got the opportunity. They're going to give him first crack at it. But what are you going to do to make sure that you solidify yourself? What are you going to do to submit yourself? As I said last week, man, if he ain't somewhere right now working out, he better be. <laughs> he better, bro, because now you're not the underdog. You are the dog. <laughs> so, hey, look, you better go in and be one, man. Got to be one if you want to keep that spot. Because like, like Perez was saying, the competition you got, bro, you're right. There is competition in this room here. So you can't get relaxed. You got to earn every bit of your carries now. But we know that he can do it. We know his ability. We know the skill set. 
We know he got that dog on him. It's just a yep. matter of him being able to do that on a consistent basis when everybody knows, hey, he's getting the ball. You got to hold it down, man. And I think he can too, Perez. And that's going to be important because, like I said, man, balanced team. And um, we can't always run the football. It'd be great to see us throw that boy, you know. But the thing is, when it's time to run the football, we got to definitely, definitely get those yards. Yes, sir. All right, man, my last guy. And I talked about him last week. I'm going to talk about him again, Braxton Jones. He went on the other side of the line. I'm going Justin Fields' blind side. Now, again, last week I said, hey, Braxton Jones has a lot to show. He's got a lot to prove. But I also think that he's very important to what we do. Because if Braxton Jones takes that next step, this offense is so much more better. It's much more effective, right? Because to the point that Adel brought up, you got a rookie at right tackle. You got Cody Whitehair at center. You got a lot of moving parts. Tevin Jenkins now moved over to left guard, right? We need somebody that's going to show us, hey, I got this position over here. I got this shit on lock. I got this thing solidified. Now, we know that A-Dub and and Braxton Jones had that conversation draft night. And I I always like to tease A-Dub about that because his boy Braxton Jones was like, he was good. And all that other kind of nonsense. Okay, cool. You good. (laughs) Well, we, 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 we want to see it out there on the field. Yes, sir. But I think that I think he's got them because the Bears, coaches staff, Ryan Poles, they believe him. And that's probably why he was so confident when he was talking to you. He wasn't worried about Darnell Wright getting drafted. He was like, no, I got the left over here. I got it on lock. All right, cool. Well, lock that shit down. <laughs> and the thing is, Perez, you're right. You got to lock it down for sure. But I think Braxton Jones has learned a lot from last season, bro. I really believe that. I believe now he's going to come into this next season a much, much better player. Uh, he faced a lot of good, you know, pass rushers last season, man. And you know that. Yes, and, and, and we all know that. So the thing is, that's going to help you get better. You're going to get some elite competition, man. And uh, that's what I like about it. So now you know what you need to do to get better. You know what you need to do to get stronger, tougher, whatever it takes, you know, to be great at your position. You got the experience now. So now that you got another year under your belt, a year under your belt, now you can show us, hey, you know what? The, hey, I spent this all season continuously getting better, and now I'm going to go out there and make sure I hold it down for my boy Justin Fields, you know, because, you know, if we get the best version of Braxton Jones, bro, that's what we need to be a very dominant line, you know, moving forward for our quarterback, because you always talk about protecting Justin Fields, especially his blind side, and we do not talk heavily about the fact that we're tired of seeing Justin Fields take all these sacks. Braxton Jones, you got the blind side. A lot of it kind of started with you, bro. But the one thing that I will say, I know that the fan base, a lot of people, they kind of poked at what they thought Braxton Jones didn't do well. And I even kind of said that he had to do better against the bull rushes. But one thing about his game that I really did like, A-Dub, was I thought he had really good awareness when defenses were trying to kind of stunt at his direction or yep. when they were trying to blitz at his direction. I thought he showed a really good fundamental understanding of what defenses were showing him. And as a rookie, that's very important, right? So we can all say, okay, he can get better in this area. But I also want to focus on, I think, what he does well and what he brings to the table and why he's going to be important and why it's going to be important for him to continue to build on those things that he does well. Because let's think about his last offseason, man. The guy played in the senior bowl, went to the NFL combine, gets drafted by the Bears in the fifth round, eh, Doug? Goes to camp, battling for the job. Wins the job as a rookie in the fifth round draft pick. Plays every fucking snap last season. I don't think enough credit is given to this kid. 
So while he does have a lot to prove to me, I also feel like he's done a lot to show people that he belongs. That's a lot to go through, man. And we talk about underdog. He's a prime example of that, bro. Overcoming adversity just to get to where he's at, bro. He went through a lot, man. So to come back and do all what he had to do to become a Bears starter on the O-line, that says a lot about him and his character and what type of player he really is. If to everybody that passed up on him, he's like, look, you're making everybody show, look, you passed up on the wrong guy. I just think that, man, he's got the ability to take a step forward in that pass protection. Yeah. We all know as a run blocker, he did very well in that area last season. But we'll see the work that he put in this offseason, working with Olin Cruz. We'll see what that means for him, how he takes the next step. But I would say, honestly, bro, I was really impressed with what we saw to him last year. But I think it's going to be key. Sophomore season, second year in the league. Hey, what's next? Because now it's coming with a little bit of expectations now. You got to do well, bro. So show us what you've been learning. Put it out there on the field. Hold it down. But I do say that he gives a really good blueprint to Darnell Wright on how to come in and take a position. I know Darnell Wright, it was kind of giving him a little bit. But yeah. Braxton Jones, when he came in, he fought and took that fucking position, bro. Big difference, bro. Huge difference, man. <laughs> You're right about that. I'm glad you broke it down the difference between him and Darnell Wright because, right, Braxton Jones won't give it anything. He had to earn it, bro. Uh, nope, nope, nope. But I just hope that between Braxton Jones taking that next step and Darnell Wright living up to that potential of being a, a top 10 draft pick, man, you got your tackles of the future right there, bro. Are we getting better on the offensive line? And the thing is, you talked about this already, bro. That's going to be the talk of the town, really, coming into the season. How was the offensive line? And it starts a little bit with those two, right? The guy right we drafted and also Braxton Jones. You two we're looking at right now. And I tell you what, Dave, man, there's a lot that Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright can kind of learn from each other a little bit because we all talk about what Darnell Wright does in the pass blocking realm. But, hey, there's a little bit that maybe Darnell could take from Braxton on what he does in the run game. So I think that that relationship between those two is going to be key, right? Because they can both kind of pick each other's brains a little bit, right? And I hope that they're Absolutely. sitting down and doing a lot of film study together. I hope so too, man, including with Tevin Jenkins, though, bro, too. Because I'm thinking about it now. Tevin Jenkins moving over. Now you get a chance to, you know, um, have that chemistry over there with Braxton Jones, hopefully build that. That's going to be another key element, bro, that we haven't talked a lot about, but seeing those two continue to grow together as well. Well, there you have it, audience. Our most important Bears players coming in the 2023 season. Now, I know you guys probably got a list and you're probably, oh, well, President, you guys didn't talk about this player. You didn't talk about that player. Well, guess what? We can't talk about the whole fucking roster. <laughs> we ain't got that kind of time today. <laughs> no. But then most importantly, this is just our list. It's subjective. That's just what we think, right? You may yeah. have a different set of 10 players. And great. I would love to hear it. But this is our show, and these are our fucking list <laughs> players, so fucking deal with it. <laughs> You're right about that, man. So this is what we got for you all. But no, all jokes aside, we hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, we appreciate your continued support of the platform and for helping make us a Top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. A-Dub training camp is on the horizon. I cannot wait. I can't wait on this. I, listen, what players report, my favorite time of the fucking summer, and I can't wait to meet my boy A-Dub get out there to Hallis Hall. It's just something different about being out there in that summertime, man, in that heat. You know what I'm saying? I'll be out there with my binoculars, man, watching every little thing <laughs> they're doing out there like a creep. But it's all good. <laughs> they have not seen you with, with the binoculars, friends. I have. 
And watching with those binoculars is just funny as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot lie to you all. Watch my man Prince. If y'all are out there, any of you fans who listen to us are out there, look for my boy Prince. That's the guy with the binoculars. Don't come over there fucking with me now when I'm doing my work. <laughs> <laughs> I go, he dope over here. He trying to clown on me, y'all. But for real, it's probably I probably do look like a little bit of a creep, but it don't matter. I'm trying to get the information for y'all. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So I'm watching all the important things, but it probably does look a little, a little weird. But whatever. Ain't you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, nothing else to it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all back about my man prayers, man. Don't y'all get my boy. Yeah, don't y'all get no damn ideas now. Straight up, <laughs> no ideas. Not at all, man. Listen, I'm out here in these streets. I'm in Vegas right now. That's all I'm gonna tell you. So. There you go. But, man, no, we appreciate y'all. And, listen, we love doing this show. We do it for y'all. Shit, y'all hear me? I'm not here in Vegas about to cover another event. But I told my boy Dub, I said, well, I got to make sure we get this show in because I know if we don't, man, the audience, they're going to be coming for us. Like, where the show at? Where right. y'all at? <laughs> I, I, I ain't want to hear that. I ain't had time for that. I ain't, you know, I'm like, nope, Dub, we're going to get it in. We're going to beat them to the punch. There you go, bro. And my boy Perez out there working hard doing double duty right now. Yes, sir. But, man, we, we love y'all, man. We appreciate y'all, and we'll holler at y'all next week. We are out.